Welcome aboard this special flight EK000, where we aim to bring you all the latest updates, trip reports, tips, and with the occasional special guest on this fortnightly unofficial EK podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Hello and welcome back to the EK podcast. I know you guys missed me as much as I missed you. Welcome back to the show. My name is Zen. I am the host of the show for the unofficial podcast for EK. Yeah, it's been some time. It's a bit of a catch-up time. Thanks to COVID, uh, travel has drastically been dropped. Uh, pretty much non-existent uh, for from my end. And I'm guessing that is the case with um, most um, EK regular travellers or just general travel uh, because there's just so much red tape, uh, so much uh, inconvenience um, and of course the risk of um, uh, of COVID-19 and quarantine at destinations. It has pretty much brought the travel industry to a halt and aviation in general. And um, with what is going on with the airline um, travel and what we're going to discuss in the show uh, is my own recent experience with Emirates and I'll take you through as to um, what happened in that regard and just catching up and seeing where we stand today as it stands the 30th of November 2020, where Emirates is and how is it looking. Now, first, what I want to discuss is uh, my own experience at Glasgow with Emirates. Uh, my mother flew out to um, Asia from Glasgow and we uh, booked the flights online on the Emirates website and um, that was absolutely no issue whatsoever. Um, so initially, she wanted a two-day stopover in Dubai on the return journey. Um, so when I booked the ticket, and then it came to me, hang on, if she is going to be staying in Dubai for two days, surely there's going to be some quarantine, etc. And the last thing you want to be doing is is going um, abroad anywhere, uh, doing a stopover for two days and finding out you have to stay for more than two days just for quarantine. And uh, rightly enough, after booking the ticket, I checked with Emirates and they did say, you know, she did have to quarantine. Uh, for up to 48 hours in a hotel or a residence. Um, so she was um, not happy with that and then Emirates were very kind to simply just cancel that stopover and um, bring her straight back with an immediate connection to, to Glasgow. Now, uh, my beef with the whole booking process is is really no one really knows at Emirates or otherwise as to what the procedures are for for the COVID testing. Now when you book your ticket and you go on to manage my booking, when you log in, it's it, it's very vague. Um, you know, it doesn't tell you or when you phone up Emirates, you get a different answer. When you speak to them and chat, it's a different answer. Uh, and my specific issue was simple um is a nhs test um you know does that qualify for a um exception onto the flight and i was really getting mixed responses so when i spoke to emirates they said is it a government body who's doing the testing yes and then they said that's fine when i was speaking to them on the chat system online they asked me is it stamped 
Nope, it's got an NHS logo on it. Um, does it have her name? Yes. Does it have the date of birth? Yes. Does it say when um, uh, the test was carried out? Yes. And does it say what type of test it is? No. The uh, If you're not familiar, um, the NHS test is basically, it doesn't go into detail as to what kind of test has been carried out. Although if you look into it on the NHS website, um, the NHS test is a PCR test. So that does technically qualify but the fact that we were getting mixed signals and mixed messages, um, it was a bit of a chaos. And then I ended up going to the airport because I was told, listen, um, because I was phoning them up so much, they said, you'll find that out at check-in. So a day or two before the flight, I went into the airport and lo and behold, there was no flight that day. And that meant I um, walked away without any answer. So come the actual flight day, we went and they just looked at the NHS document and just took that. And speaking to a few passengers who were there checking in on the same flight, um, in fact, everyone had an NHS um, document. So the, <laughs> the point of the story is, if you are travelling to Asia or anywhere from the UK with Emirates, an NHS certificate is absolutely fine. And I would recommend that you do print it out as opposed to having it on your phone um, or, you know, um, or, or I do know that the NHS also send it a text message just in case, you know, the text message is not accepted for whatever reason. At least you've got a hard copy printed out with the NHS logo and all your uh, information on it uh, just to be... Um, on the safe side. Now in terms of Glasgow Airport itself, you might be wondering how is the aviation industry looking like uh, in sunny Glasgow? I can tell you it's, it's not looking pretty, it's not looking good at all. I mean the moment you come off um, the M8 and you um, kind of get a first glimpse of the airfield, you do see a lot of British Airways um, planes just parked up. Now that's never happened before and when you do see all these YouTube aviation videos and on the news, uh, Glasgow really is no different. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't come as a surprise. They're just parked up. Um, of course there's no uh, flights leaving. As the, the frequency isn't the same. People aren't travelling as much as they used to so that is to be expected but to see that happening in your own turf really um, is a little sad and that really is the same story when you come across into the car park the car park used to be you know the hustle and bustle you'd be wanting to just get in and straight into the terminal building without having to you know um stop at the traffic lights or uh, of course you have to stop at the traffic lights but you get my my drift you know um there used to be queues uh, leading up to the barrier there was none of that uh, so, yeah, and then really, again, similarly, th coming up to the terminal building itself, there's taxis parked outside. Sadly, it's uh, no business for them either because there's hardly any passengers going through the terminal. And then when you go in, it's it's literally a ghost town. So 
we arrived at about um, half past ten in the morning. Um, the Emirates flight uh, was departing at one. There was approximately seven counters opened, um, which was a surprise because I was there two weeks ago picking up um, one of my relatives, and literally there were there was no one in the terminal apart from one person in the Emirates reservation desk, which kind of looks on to the check-in. Apart from that, there was not a single soul, and that's that's probably when it hit me as to um, you know. OMG, this is a ghost and it's it's uh, almost surreal, you know, when you see these films, uh, Apocalypse and that, on uh, on TV, it, it literally is uh, just birds chirping away. So there was about seven desks um, open for checking. Um, the queue wasn't that big at all, to be honest, um, but yeah, it was quite an early check-in, if you think about it, half ten, the check-in desk opened at 10.15, um, we uh, then proceeded towards the queue. Um, the, the, the gentleman asked if we had a um, health declaration form, which um, I had printed out and filled in. We then proceeded to the business class check-in and the woman behind the counter asked for the passport, the NHS certificate and um, another form which is required for Asia just to make sure it all tallies up. She looked at it, ticked it off, on went the baggage, overweight, and uh, the scales weren't working for the oversized luggage, so they just put the luggage through, very, very kind of them to put that through, otherwise it um, would have been a case of taking stuff out, etc. So that was very nice of them. Um, the kind of annoying thing was the check-in disc have the new sneeze guards on them, um, so it was at times it was difficult trying to hear or for the um advisor to hear me so she would come up to the sneeze guard and put her ear against it or you know i would do the same because wearing masks and having two layers of <laughs> of items in your um distance between yourself and the advisor is obviously going to have an impact on sound so that was uh, really not a good experience. And yes, uh, there was no lounge access, sadly, um, but we were given a £15 voucher, which was redeemed very sweetly inside. And um, yeah, going up to where you kind of um, go through security, again, that was dead. I believe the business class priority queue was also closed. Again, it doesn't make sense simply because the normal queue is is uh, relatively quiet uh, in comparison to pre-COVID days. Now, on that, what is happening for lounges? Well, there is some good news uh, coming uh, our way in terms of lounges reopening across the across the Emirates network. The first one to open is in Cairo. And also in the coming weeks, um, other destinations in JFK, Manchester are also scheduled to open. Uh, the one at London Heathrow is likely not to be op be opening anytime soon because Terminal 3, where Emirates normally departs from, is uh, kind of, um, it's not in operation. So they would really need to have that terminal open. Whether they would do that just for an Emirates flight, I very much doubt it sadly 
but Birmingham, Manchester and JFK are uh, going to be rolling out soon. Um, I hope Glasgow is not too far off. And the other kind of positive news is that because the United Kingdom and the UAE have signed or the, the UK government, government basically has given their go-ahead for any flights coming from the United Arab Emirates, um, which um, is on a safe corridor. So meaning you don't have to self-quarantine, etc. when you come to the UK. And so therefore flight frequencies have um, increased. So Glasgow was currently on a four-day per week schedule, as was Birmingham. Um, and so from the 1st of December, Glasgow's going um, daily, 777 daily, and also Birmingham as well. Uh, Manchester and Heathrow are getting um, updated um, A380s. So Heathrow was is on almost um, uh, four flights a day. Um, and from the 1st of December, Manchester will increase from eight a week to 10 flights a week. Wow. So it's going to be served by an A380 and four 777s. And Heathrow is currently um, a daily flight, twice daily. It's uh, served by an A380 and uh, one 777. And uh, from the 27th of November, it is going to be four daily juicy A380s. Would you look at that? And yeah, really just kind of going on from that, Emirates also released its financial um, update 2020 to 21. Um, as expected with any airline, with really any business, um, the first six months um, there was um, a revenue that was generated was 3.7 billion, which is down 74% from the same period last year. No surprises and this is due to COVID-19. And hopefully really next year, um, one of the airlines, Qantas Airlines, they have said that um, once a vaccine does come out, it will be made mandatory for any international air travel. So if they've said it, you can count on it. Every other airline is going to follow suit. And once that happens, once there's some kind of assurity, safety, um, you know, the aviation industry will be back up and running, um, but I would estimate um, 2022, 2023 is when they will return to pre-COVID numbers. And last but not least, it has been 20 years, 27 million members of Emirates Skywards. Wow, that's quite amazing. And so in uh, memoration of this, Emirates is doing uh, double tier miles, for any flight that is booked um, by the 10th of December and the travel period is the up until 31st of March 2021 and founding members, I don't really know how you would know you are a founding member but apparently founding members can earn double tier miles and double skywards miles on any flight booked by the 10th of December for travel up to 31st of August 2021 that's very generous of them and this may just be that period where people do really start to um, um, book their flights uh, and kind of stock up some interesting stats in terms of 
you know, Emirates Skywards members. Um, it includes 180 countries where their members are based, 3.5 million in the United Kingdom, 2.7 in the United States, 2 mil in Australia, 1.9 million in India, and 1.9 million in the United Arab Emirates. And that is it for this, um, ladies and gents. If you have any questions, any comments, if you work for the airline, if you did work for the airline, you want to be on the show, share your thoughts, experience, adventures, then please um, tweet at me. All the details are in the show notes. Or you can email me at hi at ekpodcast.com. Join me on Instagram. And again, the links are all in the description. I shall catch you in two weeks time. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.